Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If this podcast could help one one couple or one more person start and complete their family then that's another that's another life that I've had an effect on so it's amazing well hello welcome to my surrogacy journey the podcast this is a podcast created and designed all around your surrogacy journey whether you're a surrogate an intended parent or a healthcare professional that wants to learn more about surrogacy this is the podcast for you so today I'm on my own So normally I'm joined by one of our other presenters, but it's just little old me. And I am going to be joined today by Gina Kinson. Gina is a surrogate and she's going to be telling her story about what it's been like to be a surrogate. So this episode is great if you're thinking about becoming a surrogate or if you're on your own surrogacy journey. I just think it's going to be super important to hear from Gina in terms of her experience. One of the things that I love about speaking to surrogates is when you can compare the relationship that we had. So my husband and I, Wes, when we embarked on our surrogacy journey, our surrogate is named Caroline. And the bond and the relationship that we have is just super special. And I'm really intrigued to speak to Gina about how she feels about her IPs. So let's get back in. Hi, Gina. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. So I am joined by the wonderful Gina Kinson. And uh, Gina is and has been a surrogate. So tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. So I've been a gestational surrogate twice now, so I've had two journeys. Incidentally, they're for the same IP, so the girls are sisters. Evelyn's five and Grace is two. And yeah, I'm now a surrogacy coordinator for MSJ. Amazing. So we're going to chat about what it's like being a surrogate and really getting into your journey, your motivations and why you do what you do, which quite frankly is absolutely fab. So let's start right at the beginning. What was the motivation to be a surrogate, Gina? So I had my children very young. I had my eldest, uh, I was just turned 21. Mm -hmm. So I was about eight months pregnant on my 21st birthday. (laughs) And after I had my children, I was, I just thought, is that, is that it? Is that the end? Uh Is, you know, do I want any more children? Do I not? And I went through a period of time where I didn't think about it. I'd sort of went into my job and and did my job and then a friend that I'd gone to school with in just shared his journey Mm -hmm. he'd written a book he'd gone to America and I was absolutely fascinated like I thought what a wonderful experience to have and 
what a fantastic thing to teach your children. Mm -hmm. So I contacted him and, and I was 37, 38 at this point. So okay. I just assumed that, you know, that door had shut for me, that I wouldn't be able to do it. I was too old. But he said, no, not in the UK. You, you, you can definitely do this. So he introduced me to surrogacy in the UK, basically. Mm -hmm. And it went from there. Amazing. So I, I always love these types of stories. When you... So it sounds like you, you kind of always knew this was something that you, that calling that your family's complete, but you've clearly got this gift that you want to go on a journey and help build and create another family. Is that how it felt? Yeah, I think I've always been an extremely empathetic person. And, you know, that can be a good thing, but it can also be quite, <laughs> quite emotional and quite sort of, you know, I feel other people's pain. I can almost put myself in somebody else's shoes and I care so deeply about other people. And I think surrogacy just encapsulates that completely. Like you understand and empathize with, with each other, you know, whether you're IPs or a surrogate. So I knew as soon as I found out what the surrogacy concept was, that that was something that was my cup of tea. Something that I always love to ask people is, when you can look back at your former self, so post journey, so now looking back, Gina, that was 36, 37, what would you say to yourself, knowing what you know and the communities that you now mix with and the, the incredible work that you do helping other surrogates, other intended parents, what would you say to your former self? I don't think I'd necessarily do anything different. I'd say prepare yourself better be better informed I think even though I'm very conscious and quite controlling in my life I like to be prepared I like to think about things I'm one of those people that will plan a journey before I've taken it I won't just walk out of the door even if you think you've done the most amount of preparation and the most amount of research there's more to do there's always more you can never be too prepared mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and talk to us about your so you're married I am, And yeah. you have kids. I have three. You have three. What was it like when you, can you, I bet you can remember that chat when you spoke to your husband and you were like, okay, I think I want to be a surrogate. Am I right in thinking that initially he wasn't on board? No, he wasn't. No, not at all. He, and, and also, to be honest, not really any of my family were on board. Were they not? No. And so why is that? I... When I get something in my mind that I want to do, I quite often think, like, how am I going to get this done? Look, like, this is why I love Gina. <laughs> I want to do something. I will succeed in doing it. I just need to figure out how I'm going to get there. So I thought I'd start off slowly. I'd drop it into conversation. I had, We were up in London one day. We were on business and my parents were there and my husband was there. And I sort of started talking about surrogacy, you know, like... What would you say if, you know, I wanted to look into being a surrogate? Mm -hmm. And they were what did quite, he say? They were quite dismissive. He'd sort of said, you know, why? Why would you want to do that? Don't be silly. You know, it's it's not it's not on the table. Yeah, all right, Gina. So I left it. I didn't, you know, I didn't continue. I thought, no, okay, mindset's not quite there. So but then I brought it up again and then I How brought long? it up. What again. was the gap into Oh, weekly. Definitely, <laughs> yes. I was, you know, I had this in my mind. I wanted to do this. So, and I never forced him. I never sort of 
turned around and said, this is what I want to do. We will do this. You know, I was very not actually, hang on a minute. How can you make a decision about something that you're not informed about? Mm -hmm. We don't know the process. We don't know how this is going to affect us. So therefore, why are you shutting that door? If, If we can explore everything, if we can explore the emotions around it, the practicalities around it, how we're actually going to go about it, how it's going to affect us, how it's going to affect you everything surrounding it and you still don't want to do it then that's fine by me you've got the fact but i need to exhaust this i need to have this conversation (laughs) i need to exhaust every single door before you sort of close that exit door and had you what, what, what did your kids think so the boys were around about there's five years between each of my children so they're very spread out ellie was around 16 or 17 alex was around sort of 11 12 and sam was obviously a bit younger than that and the boys were fine the boys are the two youngest and you know they thought oh yeah what what does any sort of preteen think about things yeah whatever mum you know it's not going to affect me my daughter however at the age of 16 17 was very protective of me I get that but also very protective of herself and how is this going to impact her Mm -hmm. and her life as any 16-year-old would. Yeah. She is the centre of her life at the age of 16 or 17. <laughs> you know, like, Ed, the world revolves around her. So <laughs> me and Dad are at home and we just literally, we're a click away. You know, we're at her beck and call. So this is going to take us away from her and her needs. So she wasn't on board. She didn't say no. She didn't say, you know, you can do what you like, Mum. I don't care, type thing. But she was quite indifferent about it. I mean, what what was what was the struggle? Do you think was it was it more about what that could do to the relationship? Was it more about you know you would be then pregnant with someone else's child and would you be as active at home? What what do you think? Her did she ever say what? The... Yeah, I think from her point of view, I think her concern was me. Yeah, I think she was concerned about how I was going to feel, mm-hmm. how. I would then need support, so she would then have to pick up the pieces. She also felt, I mean, I don't think any 16 or 17-year-old views their parents as individual people. Like, they don't see them, like, I wasn't Gina to her, I was just mum. So, you know, I don't think she quite understood my wants and needs as a woman. So I think her, it came from a partly concern and partly just, she just didn't understand when we're when we're moving on through your journey then so tell us about your intended parents and specifically the relationship you have with your I am your intended mother because I know it's such a gorgeous relationship tell us about that and then we'll look at why them so my intended parents are called Fran and Mark they are both teachers Fran is a physics teacher and Mark is a PE teacher so The man doesn't sit still. He's literally (laughs) on his feet all the time. I first met them, first of all, when we I actually organised a meet. So I'd been chatting in the groups to lots of different couples. I think I was chatting to about five or six different couples. And it's probably worth pointing out that you also host some Facebook groups. Yes. And you work with Hope, which is a tremendous, one of our favourite Facebook groups. And Gina's a moderator and an admin for that group. And was that where... Yeah, so that's where I first first met Fran and Mark, and I was I never went into surrogacy thinking I need to do it a certain way. I I was very open to whatever suited me, whatever I felt was the right direction to go in, and then I would go in that direction. Unconsciously, I think I probably had an idea of who I wanted to match with, mm-hmm. but 
consciously I thought to myself, it doesn't matter. You know, I'll talk to everybody. I'll, I'll go f and speak to ev everyone that wants a surrogate I will speak to, to give them the option, see, see how I feel. Unconsciously, I think the reason why I was drawn to Fran and Mark are, she reminded me of my sister, very much so. She was very scatty. Uh, she wasn't the loudest in the group, so she didn't come on and sort of say, pick me, pick me, you know, like, type thing. She wasn't always the biggest conversationalist, uh, and I'm not either. You know, I can do if I feel like it, but, and in person, I can talk for hours, but when it comes to actually messaging or texting, I find it quite difficult to keep the momentum of yeah. a conversation going and it can be quite intimidating the groups can feel yeah. you, know, the, you know it is sometimes about your story your, your infertility it, it can sometimes feel a bit overwhelming so I, get, I, get, I totally get that yeah and I think somebody some people want an intense relationship and some people just want a much more relaxed and and that's what I wanted and I kind of realized that quite early on mm -hmm. the fact that actually I didn't want particularly these people to be in my pocket. I didn't want to be put on a pedestal or, or anything like that. I didn't want to be showered with gift. This wasn't about me. This was about us together equal as, as a team. And that's how Fran and Mark came across to me. That that's They were very similar on their views. So we were on the same page with almost everything, with the way we thought, with the way our families were. And I just basically fell in love with her oh I love yeah. that I used to go I, again I'm such a softie when people start talking about their relationship with their surrogate because it's so it's hard to explain isn't it and then like when, I, when we talk about Caroline and people do refer to surrogacy sometimes like dating you know you know when you know yeah and I remember meeting Caroline and we were like, oh, my God, I've like com we've completely fallen in love with Caroline and her husband yeah, and her yeah. kids. They're completely in our lives. And that wasn't the relationship that we thought we, we ever wanted, if I'm honest. So hearing from you and the fact that it wasn't just about you, this was about you all and the, the overall objective of what you're all trying to achieve. I just love it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You connected with them. 
you felt that were, were they were they one of the first people you spoke to was was it did you again was it you just knew the click was there the click was there I think because I, I was talking to five or six people very quickly I kind of didn't click with sort of three or four of them so in the end I was talking to a lady that was a very similar position to Fran and Mark but she was quite a bit further away and also her messaging was much more intense than Fran mm -hmm. was and mm -hmm. she was very complimentary of me so to me that you know Fran would message me and it would be very off sort of like I hope the kids are well oh my god this is what happened today like and it was so much more relaxing and easy and, and easy yeah and I didn't have to think and I didn't have to reply back to her mm -hmm. like I could read a message and not reply for three days mm -hmm. and it was absolutely fine mm -hmm. you know and we all lead busy lives we have masses going on in our lives mm -hmm. you know whether or not you're an intended parent or a surrogate you know she was a full-time teacher so often she'd have time to glance at the message shove her phone back in her bag and put it back in the locker and that was okay and that was okay yeah that was fine so it's the pressure and when I first met her I actually went along I organized a meet and there was about a dozen of us who who came to this meet and I was so intent on making everyone feel comfortable and making sure that everyone was going to have a chance to chat to somebody else and they didn't feel like they were on their own or anything like that I bought my best friend and I said right you need to chat to Fran, make sure you know if I get caught up with somebody else make sure she doesn't feel alone and my best friend actually spoke to Fran more than I did really yeah so at the end when we came away in the car she just looked at me and she went oh my god she's so you Gina oh. like she's perfect <laughs> for you so the, yeah. the rest is history yeah so let's let's look at advice something that you do in your daily voluntary work something that you've been you know you're an amazing support mechanism for my surrogacy journey and our surrogates so Gina also supports any surrogates that are coming through my surrogacy journey what five pieces of advice would you give anyone surrogates considering being a surrogate for the first time number one take your time like that is so important I think sometimes people get caught up in the eagerness and the desperation of it wanting to start this journey wanting to get on board wanting to start the process be pregnant but there is so much more to a surrogacy journey than than just the pregnancy like that's just a part a small part there is plenty to do beforehand lots to do afterwards and the pregnancy is just the middle bit so number two I think make sure that you have support around you hugely important like you cannot do this by yourself and whether or not that's your partner or your children your family whether or not it's other surrogates whether or not it's an organization or or friends or anything mm -hmm. like that you need people on board you need to do this together mm -hmm. as because you're not just a team with you and your surrogates you are a a whole team like as a much it's wider, a community yes isn't it? a massive community so. and, and I hadn't well, I totally we've been in this community now for six seven years and I completely underestimated how and everyone's is quite tight and everyone's got everyone looks out for one another and the whole the, the, the trying to conceive community generally is super supportive but the surrogacy world is just on another level yeah number three is I think just relax you know, lower your expectations. Don't think too much about stuff. 
enjoy this journey mm-hmm. that that's ultimately what i say just relax and enjoy this journey it is hard it is you know you get your ups and downs and everything like that it's typically a roller coaster but get on board strap yourself in and <laughs> just enjoy that ride because that's what you came into it for you know you came into this whether you create a family whether you are successful or not successful you came along for a ride mm-hmm. and the whole point of that is to enjoy it really That's precious. number four is advocate for yourself massively i think no one else is going to speak up for you obviously you've got support around you but you are your own advocate so if you're not happy with something take a step back say stop you know press the pause button mm-hmm. you're allowed time to just think about something you know you don't just because you've gone to the fertility clinic just because you've done certain steps doesn't mean to say you can't press that pause button yeah. and say hang on a minute yeah just need to take five minutes or a couple of weeks or a couple of months or whatever let's just slow this down mm-hmm. and get what you need in place and and then and then start again mm-hmm. and that's absolutely fine and i think a lot of people when they don't understand surrogacy some people's views negatively might be well oh no these women are really they're they're, they're forced into it you know they're they're renting out their wombs, their bodies. This is you know, appalling. And that's not surrogacy in the UK. That's clearly, this is consented. This is at your pace. You know, and that's, yeah. that piece of advice, I think, for anyone that's listening, if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I didn't quite know that if that was surrogacy, that's exactly what, how you live it and how you explain it. You know, this is at your pace. Yeah, And that's definitely. how it needs to be. It's not just about a baby. No. And the last piece of advice? And the last piece is stay safe absolutely stay safe there are steps in place for a reason we've been through these journeys so many people have been through these we've watched the experiences we've seen when things go wrong nine times out of ten it's because people haven't stayed safe they haven't taken the steps and they haven't kept themselves and their family safe so if anything happens to you have the insurance in place make sure your family is is safe have have the STI checks. I mean, you're having somebody's somebody else's sperm or somebody else's embryo inside you. You would no way go into a nightclub and sleep with any Tom, Dick, or Harry with no protection. No, why would you? And you and, uh, and especially when clinics and organisations and in, in, in independent groups, that's the advice that people give. So Absolutely. listen to it. I knew that would be good. Okay, so the last. This is the last section. I could talk to you for. <laughs> ever but the last the last question really one of the things that we get asked quite a lot when we're doing consultations with intended parents that that question comes up every single time oh my god how's she going to feel when she has to give the babies up and hand them over all those microaggressions that you're just like that's not kind of how it is but for anyone listening that's curious about how you felt when you uh passed those gorgeous girls to fran how did it feel so empowering that it's just like it's like being on a massive massive high you you never go into surrogacy to make your own family so you don't go through a pregnancy thinking about the baby thinking about baby names you've not made love with your husband this baby was never yours so it was created for the love of that other couple or or that other person so when we were in the labour room with Evelyn, I kind of sort of sat back. I just She'd just been born. She'd been passed a fram. My heart just sort of melted. I sat back and I, and I actually felt like I hadn't given birth. 
Like I had almost either been in a car accident or, you know, some sort of trauma. But like I was encroaching on their birth. So it was just a very bizarre feeling, but it was so precious, so powerful. And you don't have any of the maternal feelings whatsoever. Like you love what you've created. So you've had a part of that. That could never happen without you. So you feel so empowered and so proud. But at the same time, it's it's not maternal. You know, you love the baby, but not as a as a mum. It's you love what you've created, the, the family unit rather than the baby. You are absolutely wonderful. Gina, I want to say a massive, massive thank you for coming along today. And if you, uh, you want to hear more, um, about Gina then you can head to our website and check Gina out on her profile which is mysurrogacyjourney.com but Gina thank you so much thank you do you know what we've just pressed stop on record here and Gina has just come out with the nugget of all nuggets what did you just say to us so I just said if this podcast could help one one couple or one more person start and complete their family then that's another that's another life that I've had an effect on so it's amazing honest to god literally love hearts popping out of my big brown eyes we adore you thank you thanks Gina for joining and thank you listener for listening I hope you've enjoyed that conversation as much as I did it was one of those episodes where I was literally screaming like I want to carry on just loved it for me the highlight was just listening to that relationship that bond that connection and it kind of revalidates to me just how incredibly selfless and incredibly powerful that being a surrogate can completely transform lives, build tribes, create families. It's just, oh my goodness. But take note of those top tips from Gina. I just think, again, that was just super, super special. So if you like this episode and you want to listen to more of the series, you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or the My Surrogacy Journey members portal, which you can find at our website, which is www.mysurrogacyjourney.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.